Hey, Night Owls. Welcome to our first mini episode of February. I'm Rachel. And I'm Krista. Since February is the month of love, we pretty much always do romance minis. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's fitting. It's not like the genre you and I usually like gravitate to. You know, yeah. it's, not, it's not my favorite, but I like having opportunities to read them anyways. I kind of enjoy them more in February. It's probably because of the commercialization of Valentine's Day, but you know, whatever. You get sentimental, you know. Mm-hmm. Hallmark tells us to be in love, so. I think maybe that's it. Like, it's just, it's all, it's literally everywhere, like the advertising. And so yeah. I'm like, yeah, I could read a romance book, but like literally no other time of year am I like, that sounds nice. Sometimes summer, you know, mm-hmm. like those like beach reads that we do, like those, those are fun. Oh, yeah, a lot of beach reads are typically like romance-esque kind of a thing. They are. And every now and then I will allow them at like Christmas time because I kind of love the ones where she's like a baker, you know, she falls in love with some guy. Anyways, it's beside the point. So we're doing romance minis this time around. Um, I didn't really pick like a short book or anything like I usually do, but that's fine. I feel like um, romance are pretty quick reads though. Like once you, I was going to say, it's read. like kind of a fast read anyways. There's not yeah. like twists or anything really. Like you kind of know how it's going to go. It's a romance book. But um, this one was definitely more about the journey. So I'm not going to worry too much about like accidentally telling you a piece of information because it's really about how they get from A to Z and not necessarily the things that happen along the way. So the book that I picked was In Five Years by Rebecca Searle. I did listen to it. Um, I really enjoyed the narrator. I don't remember her name. So sorry about that. I should have written it down because I did enjoy her. Um, But I thought this was a really good book. And what this book is about is, so there's only like four main characters, which I love because it's so easy to keep track. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Like I know who everybody is. So um, the main character, Danny, name's Danielle. She is like a, a lawyer, a contracts lawyer. And um, she has a long-term boyfriend, David, at the beginning of the story. She basically lives her life by like like time like she uses time as like a gauge for like what to do so like she at the very beginning talks about how like when she wakes up she doesn't open her eyes for 25 seconds because that's how long it takes for her partner to get out of bed and start the coffee machine and then she can smell it and then when she wakes up she has exactly like 32 minutes to brush her hair shower whatever you know morning routine is like she knows exactly what she gets for breakfast every day she knows exactly what her five-year plan is she knows that like this is how like a relationship works in in time basically she's like she has like these rules where she has to be with her partner for two years and then they can live together and then you have to be married at 30 so you're supposed to get engaged right before that because you can't get engaged unless you've lived together for a certain amount of time and like so it's her 29th year and she's going to be 30 and then they've just did the move in part so she's ready for him to propose and so like the entire like little first section of the book is like kind of getting to understand who Danny is so she's got like an interview for um her dream job she's you know got a five-year plan she's gonna get she's gonna marry the boyfriend she's gonna work at this dream job she's gonna work away up to partner like it's so very <laughs> structured it definitely gives me like um very nice box vibes where mm-hmm. she's like like her life is super structured like um, so I kind of thought that that was interesting considering, you know, I just read that other one. Um, but that's like how the story starts. Like it's, it's like her perfect day. She knows she's going to get engaged that night because her boyfriend has reservations at the rainbow room, which is impossible to get into, but it works for, I don't remember even what he does. It doesn't even matter. I think he works for marketing or something, but he works for like a company that like, um, allows him to get like tickets for things. If like the rainbow room doesn't have an event, he can get like tickets 
Um, it's like a very high fancy place in New York. Apparently I've heard of it, but um, it makes sense that it tracks to me that it's very fancy and people can't get into it. So um, yeah, they live in New York city and like, they're just basically like going through the motions of life and like kind of living this plan. Like they kind of um, throughout the story talk about how they're, you know, like running parallel to each other, but not always like connected. So she has this perfect day, Danny, where she does her interview and she thinks the interview went amazing and she's sure she's going to get the job and she gets engaged to her longtime boyfriend. And then she goes to take a nap because they like didn't eat anything and drank too much champagne. And he's like, I'll order Thai food. You go take a nap. She's like, okay, great. Perfect. Let me know when the food's here. So she goes to take a nap and she wakes up and she's somewhere completely different. Like she's not in her apartment. She has no idea where she is and she's kind of freaking out right? Fair. Like you would be yeah. a little freaking out. She was like, how much did I drink last night? Like where, like what is around me? Like, I don't recognize the furnishings, like her and um, her boyfriend's apartment is like very stark. So they have like decorated completely in like whites and grays, but this apartment that she's in now is like colorful and bright. And it's just like, she's like, okay, so some of my stuff is here, but I have no idea where I am. And so there's also a man in this apartment and she's like, oh my God, who is this person? There's a ring on her finger, but it's not the ring that she was given that night. It's a completely different ring. That's not her style. And so she like tries to like asking questions. She's like, like, who are you? Where am I? And he's like, you're acting like you don't know me. Like what the heck? And she's just like, we clearly have some weird connection, but I'm like scared. I need to go find like my fiance. And then she sees the news and it says it's five years later, it's 2025. And she was like, okay, no, I must just be <laughs> like absolutely crazy. And so obviously you would think you're nuts. And so like, she like has breakfast with this man and like, she tries to kind of like suss out who he is. She finds out his name is Aaron. And so she kind of makes some deductions, you know? Okay, so I've broken up with, with him. It's five years later. I'm still a lawyer. She asked him like, am I still a lawyer? And he's like, you're weird, but yeah, you're still a lawyer. Um, like he has some sweatpants in the apartment, but that's the only thing that's not hers. She's like, okay, so we're at least like together, together, you know? So she's like kind of makes these deductions based on like what she experiences here. They, they end up, you know, having sex. And so she's like, okay, so we're like, like in a romantic relationship, right? So she's like, okay, what happened? Like, why am I here? Like, how do I fix this? So she falls asleep and when she wakes up, she's back in normal time. Like her, she's back to normal life. She's like, okay, so it was just like a really weird dream. And like, it, it freaks her out. Like she calls her best friend who's just like this not at all structured, like artsy, fartsy, flighty, rich lady <laughs> who travels. Like she's great. I love Bella. So um, she like calls her best friend, Bella. And she's like, something weird happened to me. And she's like, you probably wouldn't believe it. And she's like, whatever. It was just like a dream. It's not a big deal. Like, okay, you're probably stressed about like getting engaged or whatever. Which, you know, that makes sense. Like it could just have been like a very realistic, stressful dream. That's like, I wasn't ready to get engaged because Bella already kind of had some reservations about like Danny and David where she's just like, I don't know, like, are you perfect for each other? Or are you just like doing the timeline? Like feel it, <clears throat> feel attacked. <laughs> so she, Danny goes back to her regular life. So they start to plan a wedding, but you know, life is busy and they kind of just like live out the next few years that there's not a lot of focus or a detail about basically the next like four and a half years, maybe four years. And so suddenly it's a few years later, they're not married yet. They have their very set routines. He keeps like a spreadsheet in his phone of like the places that they go and the foods that they ordered that they like. And then they literally always get the same thing every day. Like, oh, geez. So basically it's just like this huge stretch where it's just monotonous day to day life for them. <laughs> so 
she finally gets to 2025 and she's like, okay, how do I like, I'm, she's very stressed that she's trying to avoid this future. Right. She's like, I know what I want to do. Like I'm, I'm at my five-year plan. Like, no, we didn't get married yet, but like, that's okay. Like maybe like we both weren't really like ready for it, but like we're together. It doesn't really matter, you know? Um, but I feel like that's definitely like a red flag, like in and of itself. Like the fact that she just like repeatedly is like, oh no, we'll push it off. Like, it's just not important. Yeah. Like, and it's very clear that it's not important, but she's yeah. not sure why it's not important. Like to her. a four and a half year engagement basically. Which is very strange. And it wasn't part of her plan, especially for somebody who's very structured with like her planning, you know? Yeah. Um, so she is, they're still living in New York. They're still in the same apartment. They're still doing everything. It's four and a half years later. And uh, Bella is meeting them for lunch. And she was like, I have a new boyfriend. Bella's boyfriends are notoriously like flighty, emotionally abusive, take advantage of her money. Like, you know, just, she just kind of picks crappy men that like mm-hmm. she has very like high passion with, but like burns out really quickly. And you know, something always goes wrong. So Danny is like pretty reserved about Bella's boyfriends. And so Bella was like, well, you have to meet my new boyfriend. And she's like, okay, fine. Like I'll meet this guy, but like no promises. She meets him and it's the guy from the apartment. It's Aaron, but um, Bella calls him Greg. So his like, his name is Aaron Gregory, but he goes by Greg apparently. It's just like stuck. And so but, but Danny still calls him Aaron because like, that's the name that she saw on his license when she was like trying to figure out who this person was in her apartment. Yeah. So super surreal. Um, Danny had like gone to a therapist about it um, after it had happened to just like talk about it. Cause she's just like, it seems really strange. Like, why would I have this feeling? She's like, why, how could this have possibly happened? And the therapist was like, well, maybe it's, maybe it's a premonition. And she was like, yeah, okay. Whatever. <laughs> so she's just like trying to like basically steer away from this person. And then there he does like friggin' appears. And she's like, okay, so this wasn't just a dream. Like something really happened here, but like, he obviously doesn't recognize her or anything because why would he? It was her dream. Um, which is super strange. Um, I feel like the premonition thing was like the best way of putting it. And like I said, this book is really about the journey there. So it's like, okay, how does she end up to that point like you see what happens in the end but it's like how does she get there like it doesn't make any sense like it's her best friend's boyfriend right and like it's only like six months before when she had seen that happen so she's like so basically she's like trying to like very hard like steer away from it um her best friend like i said has a lot of money and was looking at this loft to buy that like needs to be updated and she had um, her boyfriend, Greg, go look at it. And Greg runs into Danny. And so Danny has all this like weird sexual tension about him and like trying to like keep some distance, but also try to like him for her best friend. It's very complicated in her brain. I feel <laughs> bad for her. Um, but she like goes into the apartment and it's the, it's the apartment that she was in. Like that's the apartment that was in her dream. Like it's exact, like she can see, cause he's an architect, um, Aaron Greg is. So he, he designs the apartment basically like from her dream because she like tries to steer her friend away from it. Like she does all these things that she can. She's like, oh no, it's going to be a lot of work. It needs to be updated because when she sees it, it's basically at the studs. She was like looking for it, but then she ran into him going to view it. I'm like, you're basically also like making it happen by being in these places. That's how it feels like she's trying so hard to avoid it. And it's like, maybe just like let it go, be more loose goosey or something. I don't know. And that's honestly part of it too, is like, they talk about how like no matter what she does to like kind of steer away from it, like fate's kind of inevitable. Like you just don't necessarily know all the circumstances because like all the assumptions that she made about that scenario were absolutely not true. Like they have the same interaction. I mean, I can tell you that it doesn't spoil anything. It's not the journey, but like they have the exact same interaction later in the book. Like she does not avoid this inevitable fate. It's just that the circumstances were not what she thought they were. Like 
she knows that there's heavy emotion in the moment. She, she knows that they have some sort of um, deep emotional connection. Like she knows it's her apartment and she feels comfortable in that space, but she's not sure why. So like you get to see like kind of all of these things unfold and like how like each step that she makes in these five years basically just leads her towards the inevitable, which is like where she was supposed to be in the first place. Um, I will put like a giant like cancer trigger warning on this book. Um, there is a, basically like the last half is like dealing with like cancer. And so it's very sad. I cried during this book a few times. It was really very touching. Um, but the journey that the main character Danny went through, I feel like it was very realistic. Like how you, you can make all these assumptions, but you don't necessarily know, you can't plan for it. Like life is something that just happens. Like you, you don't know where you're going to go, but you're still going to end up there. Yeah. So you try to avoid it like she did because she was unsuccessful. Like. Right. So you get to kind of see her like develop into this character that is no longer like driven by this like structure and where she tries to like appreciate her, her life a little bit more. Like her best friend was, you know, very carefree and happy and they were such opposites. And then you can kind of see like some of that like transition in the main character. So I thought it was really well written. Um, I, I, like I said, there's no real twist or anything. Like you just you kind of see where she goes. But I, I like the way that the author like led you to that, like endpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, it all still like totally made sense. Like they literally had the exact same conversation. Like she said the same things to him, but they made sense knowing the right context. Oh, huh. so it it was basically a premonition. It was like a like a little freaking stamp of what happened. Like it was pretty <laughs> cool. I have no idea how she had the dream in the first place, and nor do I necessarily believe in premonitions like that. But I thought it was an interesting way to kind of show how that progresses. Mm-hmm. So yeah, five out of five, I would, I would read more by this person. Like I said, I don't normally love romance, but I also didn't feel like romance was like the total basis of it, but love definitely was mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's a good so, one. That one's been on my list for a while now. So I think I started recommend. it once and then I just never picked it back up. Cause I got busy, get some but... tissues. Okay. The second half is the tissue <laughs> tissue part, but okay. it was, it was I'm really sure that I'm it. in a good mental state to read it. Yes. No. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm glad. I mean, that was such a good one to like start it off. It's a, it's a great book. Um, I thought so. Two weeks, come back. My mini will be up to see if it's just as good. Who knows? I mean, I know, but y'all yeah. don't know yet. We'll be surprised. Yeah. Um, Instagram is Natasha Bedtime. Twitter, IIPYB underscore pod. You can also check out our website, isn'titpastyourbedtime.com to see what we've talked about in the past and what's coming up next. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye.